the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a word of God just for you. So please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been sharing a powerful message with you that I really hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Our Response to the Word, something that every child of God needs to learn how to do. That's if they want God to do in their lives what His Word promises He'll do. God wants to do great things in the lives of me and you, great and awesome things that'll bless us abundantly when He does what He says He'll do. God says in His Word, that he wants to do it for us. It tells us about the awesome opportunities that God provides for us and opportunities to receive everything that he has for us. But notice I said opportunity. That's because the receiving of what God's word says will not automatically happen just because he said it can happen. There's something else that has to happen. That is our responding properly to the word we heard. Regardless of how many awesome things God's word says that he can do for me and you, If we don't respond properly to what his word said, then it'll never happen for me and you. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to the word God shares with me and you. So we can actually have happen in our lives what God said in his word that he's willing to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. But see, a lot of us think we're too grown, think we know too much. No, we just seem to slow down and just realize that God's the one that knows the thoughts that he has towards you, the direction he's trying to take you, the things he wants to get you in the midst of your life. And all he needs you to do is realize that the just live by faith. Now, in that same verse, he don't only show you that the just live by faith. He shows you a problem that he has in the body of Christ. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but, uh-oh, some stuff about to follow behind there. If any man draw back, God says, my soul has no pleasure in him. If any man draw back, pull back, draw back away from what it is that God has to say. Because faith is confidence in God and believing what he has to say to the point that you're willing to operate on it. But if we draw back away from what God has to say, draw back away from what he asks us to do, draw back away from the thing that he says is good, draw back away from everything, the Bible says that we draw back unto perdition. That word perdition, we already learned, means destruction, which means that, We step back into the trap that Satan set for us to be able to be destroyed. How many people want a good heaping of destruction in the middle of their life? Praise God. That means you're still paying attention. Praise God. None of us do. So God's told you what he is that we should not do, and that's draw back. When God comes and presents you a word, don't draw back from it. Don't pull away from it. Why is that? Because now you're demonstrating that you've cast away your confidence. 
Now you're demonstrating that, 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 that you've cast away your confidence, that confidence which has great recompense of reward. And because of that, God can't reward you the way he wants to reward you. That's one of the reasons why he has no pleasure in that. Why? Because he saved you for a reason. He saved you so that you could be a billboard of his excellence and his awesomeness. He saved you so that you can have, he can have opportunity to spend eternity with you and be able to uh, have you assist him and do all the things that it is he wants to do. But at the same time, if you draw back, he, can't, he has no pleasure in that. Why is that? Because you're saying, I don't believe what you have to say. I don't trust what you have to say. I have no confidence in what it is that you have to say. I know what you said is good, and I know you said that is good. But at the same time, I don't see it that way. I don't believe it. So because of that, I don't receive it. That's what happens in the churches many times when a man or a woman of God is speaking the word of God to people. Is that two things are happening. Either you're accepting it or rejecting it. Either you're believing it or not believing it. Either you're going along with what it is that God said or you pull pulling back away from what God has to say. And whether you do it physically or not in such a way as everybody else can notice it is irrelevant. The thing is, in your heart, God knows exactly what's going on. God knows that in your heart, either you're saying yes to what he has to say or no to what he has to say. So only two responses to God's word. Yes or no. And if you say no to that which God has said yes with, God say, nope, that's not the right response. But if you say yes to what God says, then that's the right response. Why? Because God can be able to cause awesome things to be able to manifest in you. God has great things planned for each and every one of us, brothers and sisters, and he wants to get us there. And in order to get us there, he gives us his word. Everybody say the word. Word. Turn to John chapter 6. It's going to get good right here. My God, St. John chapter 6. Have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say unto you. You're going to be blessed by it. John chapter 6. We're going to pick up reading verse 31. Of course, this is when Jesus was speaking uh, unto, you know, some folk, praise God, and begin to start telling them some things. And I love, I love the Lord because the Lord, he's not moved by outward circumstances or he's not moved even by our outward motions because he knows what's going on on the inside of us all while he's presenting us this word. Person sitting next to you might look like they really receive it. Might look like they writing notes and, and, and turning the pages and, you know, you look over in their Bible. It's got all marked up and everything else like that. It's got all kind of colors in it and ink pens and all that kind of stuff. It look like they like throwing down, but that don't mean nothing because God knows. He know. He know. He know what's really up. He know whether or not that person in their heart says, I'm going to do it or not do it. Whether they're going to go along with it or not go along with it. Whether they plan church or they're going to be the church. He already knows. Verse 59. 59. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Now, in the synagogue, these are people who come to be able to honor God. They're in the synagogue. That's like our equivalent of church. He said, many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Because see, many times when the word comes, it might seem like it's hard to a person. But we learned last week what's really going on when it seems like it's a hard saying to a person. To the extent that you resist the word is how hard it'll be to you. To the extent that you resist the word is how hard it's going to be with you. Like, for instance, like, for instance, I gave the example last week of when, you know, you know a parent is, is, is guiding their walking child in a particular dis- direction, maybe through a, a grocery store or something like that, shopping mall. And, and you might see the child kind of like just like dragging behind them, but then you'll see them get yanked every couple of times. And every, every once in a while you see them get yanked, and then they're like, oh, oh, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. No, the hurt is only as a result of they're not moving at the pace that's necessary. 
The hurt is only because they're trying to pull back and go at the pace that they think that they should go rather than go at the pace that the parents think they should go. So when God gives us a word and it seems hard to us, it's only a, a demonstration of our resistance to the word. Does this make sense? So if the word ever comes at you and you feel it getting hard, know you resisting too much. Learn to go with the flow and go what it is what God wants you to do. He said in verse 60, when Jesus knew in, in himself that his disciples murmured, you know, was complaining, oh, why he got to be talking about that still? Oh, why, why, why he still on that subject? Oh, why, why, why don't he go on? Why don't he move on? Uh, why are he still talking about people's CD collections and what they listen to? Why? Huh? I don't know. What you think? I don't know. I think he need to just, like, get a life. What our folk do? Now, when Jesus heard in himself, notice he heard it in himself, that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? I like Jesus. Jesus, see, can I talk to y'all? I know y'all got this, many people got this view of Jesus as this sweet, soft, kind. But Jesus ain't no joke. He got, you got to understand the ministry of Jesus is an in-your-face ministry. It's a like, it's an in-your-face ministry. You see, when folk are up in your face, you can't, like, avoid them. See, he trying to look away. Jesus is a guy, like, got this in-your-face ministry. She's like, what, what? Is this a problem to you? Y'all got to read the Bible like you was really there. Jesus said, what, what? Is this a problem to you? They're like, yeah, first of all, you all up in my face. That's the first of all. She said, does this offend you? Jesus called them out because they was murmuring to themselves. They didn't murmur to Jesus. See, most of them didn't have the guts to say nothing against. You know, a lot of us, we don't say nothing to God like, no, I ain't doing it. We ain't got that. We don't live like that. We ain't that stupid. But some of us will at least like be talking to other people. Mm-hmm. Have our little comments and stand. And then the Lord will come and front you. If he hasn't been doing it already, I'm prophesying. God's about to start fronting y'all. He's about to come in your face and he's about to deal with you. Why? Because he wants you to get to a destination. And after a certain point in time, you can't play with people. Amen. Certain point in time, you got to like, come on, come, we need to talk. Yes, Wives in the house say, hey. hey. Does there not come a time in your life where you just can't be like waiting on a brother to finally get around to something? And don't you eventually just go look him in his eye, say, excuse me, bro, man, honey, lamb, sugar, dumpling. I don't know what you call them. But eventually you get to the point that you'll be like, look, ain't you going to do something about this? Oh, y'all don't want to say nothing because they, they with y'all today. Amen. But y'all feeling me, right? Just, just kind of like wink at me as I go by. And then I, I yep, see, I'm getting winking all over the <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Like, dying. Like, what you going to do? And see, you got to understand, we coming in a time in history when God's like, dying. What you going to do? Enough of this plan. Enough of this, like, holy, holy, holy. Yeah, I know that. I am. Now, now, but does my word offend you? When I share with you what it is I want you to do, does this bother you? Does this rub you the wrong way? When I tell you the truth? He got one scripture in there that say, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Because a lot of folks get offended when they tell them the truth. They like, See, because you be all up in their business. See, the Lord got this thing about getting up in folks' business. Because remember, he know the ins and outs. He know the stuff we don't know. That's right. See, all of us, you know, we all, you know, are, 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 you know, socially acceptable out in public. 
But see, he know the you know the us that's at the crib. He know the us that's there when 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 nobody else is around and we like kind of like pull it back together with. You know when you're you're out there, you pull it back together. I, I'm not using my wife as an example this time, but she did a tremendous. <laughs> she told me don't use her as an example. But I remember she she I remember she I remember she was out she 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 was out shopping one day. This is a good one. This is a good one, baby. She was in an example. She, she went out shopping one day. It was Christmas shopping. And you know how hectic stuff can be Christmas shopping. It was like, and there was this, this, this lady that was waiting on her that was like dissing her flat out. Just disrespecting her all over the place. Just, just treating her wrong. And, 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 and see, I was a public thug. My wife was a closet thug. And closet thugs are more dangerous than public thugs. Are <laughs> you listening? Them ones sneak up on you and hurt you. But all while the lady was disrespecting her, she acted the way she's supposed to. She acted like active Christian. She was loving. She was kind. She did everything she was supposed to do, conducted herself correctly. And then, how did that go? There was another lady that told you to come. There was another lady that told her to come over here and wait on. I'll wait on you over here. And so my wife went over there for the lady to wait on her. And she was like, Minister Pearson, because she knew who she was. She said, you know, I saw how that lady was treating you, but you did just what you were supposed to do. So come on over here. I'll take care of you. Amen. Could you imagine if she would have, like, lunched out in the middle of the shopping center? Y'all don't want to go in there with me, do you? I'll talk to you because you're kind of like hollering at me. Could you imagine what it would have been like if she would have like bugged out and said, sister, who you talking to? And then she'd have been like, Excuse you? You'd have been like, look, you're minimum wage worker. Come on. Y'all don't have to know nothing about what I'm talking about. Stop pulling off earrings and I'll whoop your tail right up here in the middle of this place. I know ain't none of y'all ever felt nothing like that. When them folk at those, at the, at those restaurants be dogging you. I know y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. I don't know why, Lord, can always have me give examples if folk don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. <laughs> but she conducted herself properly. She conducted herself according to the way the, the word of God teaches her to conduct herself. And because of that, not only did God come through for her, but she didn't blow her witness later on down the line. Amen. See, God wants us to learn to become consistent because he knows exactly who we are. Does this make sense? Amen. He wants us to become consistent. And see, God knows the real us. And he's trying to tell us, he said, look, look, we need to talk. Does my word offend you when I ask you to do what I tell you to do? A lot of folk come up in church, they be like, I'm just going up in there for that pastor to slap me around with the word some more. What, is the word offending you? When we tell you what's right? When we tell you what we all all be doing? That come from the God who's never wrong? Is it offensive? When God says that, if, if, if you need something to give and it'll be given unto you, and they're they talking about money again. No, you broke. <laughs> Does it offend you to tell you what's the right thing to do? Come on now. Does it become offensive when we tell husbands and wives to treat each other lovingly? And to quit acting like they're so ignorant? Is that offensive when that's what the word of God says? Jesus said to them, he said, look, look, is my word offending you? Because that's one of the wrong responses to the word is to be offended by it. Precious. Don't ever get offended by the word. Because remember, it's a loving God that's sending you a loving word to be able to get you into a loving situation. To pull you out of darkness into the, into the marvelous light. The light is marvelous. The darkness isn't. 
He's loving us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, he did it because he loved the world. In fact, so loved the world. So don't get offended when he's telling us the truth. Yes, sir. Somebody walk up to you and tell you your breath stank. Don't get all attitude-ish with them. <laughs> My breath don't stink. And why them three people laid out over there that you done just talked to? <laughs> and that wasn't the power. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. We read on. He's in verse 61. This, what, is, is there a problem with this? Does this offend you? What? And if you see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, question mark, that's going to cause you a problem too? It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth a little. Is that what it say? The, the flesh profiteth big. Is that what it say? What does it say? The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak to you, unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, if you've got a King James Version, you'll see that those two words, they are italicized, added in by the translators. And, and, and one of the things I love about the King James is that it has integrity. It'll show you where they added a word in in order to be able to bring more clarity so that they can leave that decision up to you. But at the same time, I'm one of those people that believe that this flat out brought more clarity. Because Jesus said to them, he says, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and are life. But he wanted you to make sure that they understood that they are spirit and they are life. This word I'm sharing with you, they, 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 those words, that's spirit. And those words, that's life. He said, I'm trying to give you a word that's going to quicken you. He said, because it is the spirit that quickeneth. Now, this word is the spirit and this word is going to quicken you. And this word is going to give you life. Glory to God. See, this is good right here. So you got to understand, precious, that every time the God's sending you his word, he's trying to give you life. Every time he shares with you something, he's trying to share with you life. Every single time God's sending you the word, he's trying to give you life. Now, we learned last week that it goes from grace to grace, or we learned in the literal Hebrew, I mean, literal Greek is grace for grace, or grace after grace, which means that he exchanges one grace with another, which means you're already living at one level of grace right now, which is a good level of life, but there's another better life waiting on you, and God comes to take that one and exchange it with the other one, but he can't exchange it with the other one until you hold on to the one that he's given you initially. When you hold on to that and operate according to that, then he'll come and give you another word, which will give you an opportunity to go to a whole new level of life. Every time you hear the word of God, it it gives you the opportunity to go to a whole new level of life. That's why I can't understand how folk will not be in a place which teaches them the word of God. Because we live by faith. And that's all we want to know. That's why you don't go to a church that you don't go to a church based upon whether or not you know everybody there or don't know anybody there. That's irrelevant. Question is, is there a word coming that's going to give you life or not? Is there a word? Because God's trying to give an invitation to you. Every time you hear the word, he's giving you an invitation. Come up to another level. Come up to a whole other level. I know you got it good right now. I know you got money all in your pocket and life's good and you ain't got to worry about nothing. But come on, come on. Come on up to another level. It's an invitation extended to the people that he loves to go to a whole other level. I know your life isn't all good the way right now, the way you want it to be. I know you're having problems in the house. I know you're having this. But he says, I send you my word, and my word is spirit, and my word is life. Now lock in with my word, and my word will take you to where it is that it wants to go. Such a way as it can begin to start quickening. That word quicken means to make alive. I like that because it means to make alive. It also means to give life. So this word that he's coming is coming to give you life. He's just offering you life. He's saying, here, here's the life. Here's life. That ain't life. This is life. Here, come on, have this. No more despair. No more pulling out your hair. Come on up in here. No more wanting to sock nobody. Come on up in here. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about, do you? You know, hitting people. 
No more wanting to do that. No, no. Why? Because you can now have peace. You can now have contentment. You can now have joy. No more mad Mondays and terrible Tuesdays and wicked Wednesdays and Thursday Thursdays and freaking Fridays and sad Saturdays and solemn Sundays. No more of that. Every day can be a good day in God. He said, here, receive this invitation I'm giving you to come have this good life. Then, and if we respond correctly to the word of God, we'll have that life. But if we don't respond directly, correctly to it, we'll pull back. Like, I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Sometimes we pull back in the house of God. Where the word comes, we be like, mm. You ever heard anybody do that? Yeah, when, when the word come at, you know, come, where God comes and gives them an invitation, they be like, mm-mm. Mm. It's, like, it's like it gave them a, a stomach punch. Mm. 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 Oof. Oh. Ugh. Sometimes it would have blow. Iris roll in it. It's going some some churches and stuff like that, or in the midst of some churches, next be rolled into. (laughs) I can see the angels up in heaven. They're just sitting there looking like, I can't even believe this. They're like, here is the Lord of glory trying to extend life into people's life, and they're like, like, it's a problem to have life. You're like, it's a problem for your life to get better. Like, this is just a huge problem you're placing in my lap, Pastor, for my life to get better. I didn't come in here for my life to get better. I came in here to just do my religious duty, come sit on my booty, hear a few words, and get up out of here, do a few nominate nominees, and get up out. And then get up out of here. I don't care if I don't know what they're saying. That's so why I go to a service where they speak in a language I don't speak. Where they come in in the beginning of the service, nom 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 your mama so fat. They might have been doing your mama so fat jokes. You don't even know it. And we up there like, yeah, that's wonderful. God's trying to extend life into. Don't get mad at me while I'm talking. I'm telling the truth and you know it. That's why y'all laughing. You know, you sitting there thinking like, what did he say? I don't know. Nominate. Nominate. Jesus said, look, my, my words, they're spirit, and my words are life. I like that because he says my words are spirit. And I, he's coming to give us life, extending life into each and every one of our lives if we get this word that God gives us. Jesus said, my words are spirit. I like that. Let's deal with that word, word first. This word, word right here is rhema, rhema, R-H-E-M-A, in a little Greek, which means an utterance, which means this isn't just the word written, but it's also a word that's spoken to you. God himself is speaking to you. God himself is speaking to you. That might not mean nothing to anybody up in here, but, you know, no hands, please. Just blink. Anybody up in here ever been mad at somebody to the point? You know, like mad, like really like mad at somebody? You know, blink, blink. Yeah. Amen. Has anybody, when you were mad at that person, didn't talk to them? 
We kind of like give them the cold shoulder. We ain't got nothing to say. Kind of like walking all through the house and acting like they ain't even there. Well, see, that's a demonstration of a lack of love. But God so loved that he talks to you. Even when he see you ignorant, God talk to you. And when we play him wrong, God keep talking to us. And we're his children. So we're supposed to do the same thing. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. Saints of God, I really hope that you're learning the importance of our response to the word that we need to respond properly to the word of God that he shares with me and you for him to be able to do what he said in his word that he's willing and wanting to do. God's word clearly says that he's willing and wanting to do it, but our response to what his word says will determine whether or not he'll really do it. So come on, y'all. Let's learn to respond properly to God's word that he shares with me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas who want to draw closer to God, I've got just a thing for you. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast at Word of Faith this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Sisters from Word of Faith. Prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a couple of brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.